a demonic conspiracy. Then Judas Iscariot, who is one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought an opportunity to betray him. Mark chapter 14, verses 10 through 11. Three days after his triumphal entry, Jesus can be found back in Jerusalem teaching in the temple. His teachings can be summed up by his words in Luke chapter 21, verse 36. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus desires for us to escape the judgment he warns about in his teachings and to be able to stand before God and hear the words, Well done. Luke chapter 19, verse 17. When Jesus had finished his teaching, he turned his attention to the disciples and predicted his arrest and crucifixion. The plot against Jesus had begun as the chief priests gathered together in the private residence of Caiaphas to scheme against Jesus. Their verdict against Jesus had already been decided. The only issue now was how to get rid of him. Enter Judas. Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment he sought an opportunity to betray him. Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 through 16. A plan had been set in motion. Now, Judas simply needed to wait for the right time and place. We know the rest of, the, of Judas' story, don't we? It all began with a conspiracy between Judas and Satan. Scripture tells us that when Judas decided to betray Jesus, Satan entered him and the conspiracy was set into motion. Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at table at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So that disciple, leaning back against Jesus, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. John chapter 13, verses 21 through 27. The chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was of the number of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers how he might betray him to them. Luke chapter 22, verses 2 through 4. On Friday, Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss, revealing Jesus to the soldiers so they could arrest him. Matthew chapter 26, verses 47 through 50. When Judas realizes what he had done and that Jesus had been condemned to death, Judas was seized with remorse. He returned the money, went out, and killed himself. Matthew chapter 27, verses 1 through 10. His response seems quite extreme, but I wonder how often you and I may have felt like doing the same thing. 
Guilt is a powerful force and when not handled properly can certainly lead to acts we will regret. The disciples did not understand that Jesus would rise from the dead. I suspect that Judas had no idea that he could have had an opportunity to ask for forgiveness from Jesus if he had only waited two days. After all, Peter did. Peter betrayed Jesus as well. By the time the cock crowed, Peter had denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. The difference, however, is Peter endured long enough to be able to reconcile with Jesus face to face. If only Judas would have been able to do the same. What are you holding on to that you need to repent from? It may be something small, or it may be something that feels insurmountable. Maybe you feel that no one could forgive you for what you've done. Maybe there's a part of you that doesn't even want to be forgiven. You may have become numb and accustomed to living with guilt. Make today the turning point in your life. Figuratively, take the noose off your neck. As you repent, accept the fact that Jesus willingly hung on a tree and died so that you don't have to. Let's pray this prayer by William Barclay. God of love, we remember how Jesus was betrayed and given up into the hands of wicked men. Lord Jesus, we remember today that it was one of your own familiar friends who betrayed you. And we know that there is nothing that so breaks the heart as the disloyalty of one whom we call friend. Grant that we may not betray you. Save us from the cowardice that would disown you when it is hard to be true to you, from the disloyalty that betrays you in the hour when you need someone to stand by you, from the fickleness that blows hot and cold in its devotion, from the fair-weather friendship that, when things are difficult or dangerous, makes us ashamed to show whose we are and whom we serve. Let us remember how Jesus suffered death upon the cross. Lord Jesus, help us to remember the lengths to which your love was ready to go, that having loved your own, you loved them to the very end. The love that which none can be greater, the love that lays down its life for its friends, that it was while people were yet enemies that you died for them. Let us remember how Jesus now lives and reigns. Help us to remember that the crucified Lord is the risen Lord, that the cross has become the crown. So grant unto us to trust in his love and to live in his presence, that we may share in his glory. This we ask for your love's sake. Amen. Ah, holy Jesus. Ah, holy Jesus, how hast thou offended, that we to judge thee have in hate pretended, by foes derided, by thy own rejected, O most afflicted. Who was the guilty who brought this upon thee? Alas, my treason, Jesus, hath undone thee. T'was I, Lord Jesus, I it was denied thee. I crucified thee. Lo, the good shepherd, for the sheep is offered, the slave hath sinned, and the son hath suffered. For our atonement, while we nothing heeded, God 
interceded. For me, kind Jesus, was thy incarnation, thy mortal sorrow and thy life's oblation, thy death of anguish and thy bitter passion for my salvation. Therefore, kind Jesus, since I cannot pay thee, I do adore thee and will ever pray thee. Think on thy pity and thy love unswerving, not my deserving. Johann Hermann, 1630, translated by Robert Bridges, 1897.